Hello, dear friends. This is Being an Everyday Hero, Episode 3, Life, a Heroic Experiment. My name is Brett Culp. If you struggle with failure, with feeling pain from that and difficulty from that, if you're a sensitive heart like me and you struggle with the times that things don't work out the way you wish they would and that can control you and cause you hurt and even despair or depression, then we're going to talk about that today. And I hope that some of the things that I share will help with perspective as they've helped me with my perspective and also equip you for whatever mission you are on today and in the days ahead. And maybe even with the processing of things that have gone on in the past that have been difficult and hurtful for you. So welcome, and I hope this is a good experience for you. This podcast is for people who see everything they do, each part of their life, as an opportunity to give back, make a difference, and bring more light into the world. If you want to make a positive impact that is beyond yourself, that extends into helping others, you are an everyday hero. And this podcast is about growing together in that noble adventure. So thanks for joining me, and thanks for being an everyday hero. So let's dive into this, life as a heroic experiment. So last year, I live in Florida, and we only live about a little over an hour away from Disney World, which is awesome. So I grew up going to Disney World, but last year, my family kind of splurged, and we bought annual passes for the whole family to be at Disney World for the whole year, and it was awesome. I mean, I have two boys, and we went a lot, and we really enjoyed it, and I would alternate Saturdays taking them and giving my wife kind of a day off. So we we did that, and after you do that for a while, you get a little strategic about how you're going to do it because you realize you have all year. So I had this great plan for how, you know, because we, we actually bought it. It was a Christmas present for the whole family. We didn't do any other presents, really. That was it. And so we bought them, you know, we started them right at the beginning of the calendar year, and they were going to end at the end of the calendar year. And so my thought was, let's make the big finale, the big end of this all-year celebration for our family that we were going to go to Hollywood Studios and see the Osborne family lights. And if you're not familiar with this, it's really one of the most amazing holiday light displays ever. It's this huge area with dancing lights and all these types of effects, and it's really, really cool if you love to celebrate the holidays that way. And I'd been to it before, our family had been to it before, but my thought was, you know what, let's let's end this year with a bang. Let's save these lights, and we will do this as the very last thing we do at the very end of the year on the very last time we're going to go, and that'll be a great way to end. And, you know, we can not only enjoy the lights, but then we can, under these lights, stand together as a family and talk about all the great experiences we had during the year and all the fun we had while we're listening to holiday music and in this just beautiful place. They create snow that comes down. For Floridians, this is like dream come true, right? So this is going to be the perfect end of the year. I looked at the the schedule for the day on my phone because there's an app, and the park was going to close at 10. So I said, let's go at 9. Let's go at 9 o'clock, and that'll give us a whole hour before the park closes. And maybe even the park, it'll be a little lighter in there. It won't be as crowded because of that. So we had a great day at Hollywood Studios. We enjoyed all the stuff that we did together. And again, it was kind of a final day celebration for us of the whole year. And so at like 8.55, we finished up the ride we were on, and I said, all right, let's go over and, and look at the lights now, and let's enjoy this this time together. And 
So we walk over there, and right at 9 o'clock, we turn the corner to walk in, and literally we've been looking at the lights, I would say, I mean, I'm not kidding, five seconds. I mean, it was fast, and the lights just turned off. I mean, just vanished. It was just the street went dark. And I walked up to uh, someone working there and said, what's wrong with the lights? When are they turning back on? And they said, oh, well, we do the fireworks at 10, right when the park closes. So we actually turn the lights off at 9 o'clock so that everybody can kind of move that direction. And I pulled up like a, I walked up to one of the stands and pulled up like a park guide. And there it was written in the park guide. It wasn't in the app on my phone. I didn't see it there. It wasn't there. It was only in the written, printed park guide, which I never pick up because why would I waste the paper? And it just never even occurred to me that it was gonna that was gonna happen. It never crossed my mind that something like that that was a big spectacle was gonna end an hour before the park closes. And that night, in that moment, when I realized that, my heart just like sank. I'm a super sensitive person. And something about that moment, it got into my guts. And I started, you know, playing through in my mind all the reasons that this was like a gigantic catastrophe. And I was thinking to myself, so this is how it ends. We made this, you know, had this whole year and it was all great. But this is going to be our last Disney memory of the year that I screwed up and we didn't get to see the lights. And then to make it even worse, I find out in that moment that this is the last year they're even doing the lights, that next year they won't even have the lights. So this was literally like our last opportunity ever to see these lights. It's not like we could. I could say to the kids, well, we'll come back next year and see the lights. No, that was it. And we weren't going to get to see it. And so I'm I'm standing there and I'm processing. I'm saying, okay, we we lost our opportunity to see these lights. We're never going to get the chance to see them again. And this is how our year-long Disney adventure ends. And this is how the day ends. This is like how it ends now. <laughs> and and something about that as a father, as a parent, I just felt like a total failure. Like just felt like I had totally blown it and as we're walking out to the car and I mean the kids were recovered pretty quick I mean they were disappointed but they recovered pretty quick it's not like this was like the goal of their life to see the Osborne family lights at Hollywood Studios but but they recovered pretty quick but I didn't and there was something about this that was really eating at me and we walked out to the car and we got in the car and I was trying as hard as I could to be nice and smiley and happy and be like, yay, what a great year at Disney World. But inside, I was kind of dying a little bit on this weird, strange level. And I was trying to figure this out. Why was this hurting me so much? Was I really so committed to our family seeing dancing holiday lights that this was the kind of pain that should come from me messing that up? And I realized... On the way home, I turned on some music or something so the kids and everybody could just kind of tune out and, you know, just relax. And I just started thinking, and I was, I realized it was not about the lights. 
It was not about the event. It was really about the way that I felt about it. It was about me. And it was about me taking that pain and that hurt of that moment and converting it into self-rejection, converting it into this feeling that I hadn't just made a mistake, that I was a failure. It was creating this almost identity like you are an idiot and the rejection, the the self almost kind of hatred of that mistake was converting that into me. Now, you, you may be a person that you listen to me say that and you say, well, that's stupid. I would never feel that way about it. And you're one of those amazing people that I really admire because you have this kind of strong heart not only to give, but you have kind of this, um, I don't know what to call it, but it's like a, a certain kind of strength in you that you just process, you have such a strong sense of yourself or something uh, that, that that doesn't matter to you. But some of you probably can relate to what I just said, that you have felt that way before. And there are times when you look back in retrospect and you realize it wasn't that big of a deal, but in the moment it hurts and it creates this sense of identity and, and, and essentially you convert that hurt, that pain, that disappointment of that moment. You don't just say, well, that was disappointing and you move on. You actually translate it into a message about yourself. You actually because that's what I was doing. I was I was I wasn't just processing a hurt because that's healthy to have a pain or a hurt and then and then say, okay, how am I going to process it? But 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 it's unhealthy when you take that disappointment and you convert it, you translate it into a truth, quote unquote, a truth or a message about you and who you are and your ability to make a difference and do good things, and be a good parent, be a good caregiver, be a good leader, be a good community citizen, be a good whatever it is you're on a mission to be. And that is that is that was like this light bulb moment for me about that. And I'm still dealing with that. I mean, six months later, I'm still not dealing with that moment, but I'm processing that insight about myself that I do that sometimes. And now I'm becoming more aware of it so that when I experience a pain or a disappointment that comes from a mistake that I made, I'm able now to more consciously stop and say, wait a second, yeah, I made a mistake, yes, I'm disappointed, yes, I'm hurt, but I'm not going to let that become a moment that defines how I see myself and who I am and what my capacity as a person is to help others and love others and be a light and a, a make a positive impact in the world. And and that's that's the trick. That's the trick. And I think that's hard and, and we struggle with letting failure define us because of that pain, because of the intensity of the pain. Sometimes our pain is more intense than our joy. And the feeling that we feel of disappointment and error and all those types of things it feels so much more powerful and so much more strong than the celebration of the joyful things we've done. And that makes it feel more real. That makes the pain, the the, the disappointment feel more real than the joy. 
And so it's more, it's, it's easier for us to want to emotionally, mentally define ourselves with that stronger feeling that, that because of the pain of that. But, but here's the truth. Let's speak truth about that for a minute for both for me and for you. And it is that mistakes and bad outcomes are not an expression of what your heart is. Making a mistake, doing something wrong, working on a project and not having it turn out the way you want it to or the way you hoped it would or the way others, the way other people hoped it would, that is not an expression of who you are. That does not mean that you have a bad heart. In fact, many of the people who have some of the best hearts in the world experience failure. Not only failure that, that is their own disappointment, but that's a failure for someone else. That someone else look, has looked at them at times and said, well, that was terrible. That didn't help me at all. That was no good for me. That was really frustrating. That was a bad outcome. You're supposed to be a good therapist or a good social worker, and you did a terrible job with my case. You were supposed to be leading us in a good, positive direction, and I am really unhappy with what with what happened here. You're terrible at this. You know, there are so many times when that does happen, and that is not a measure of your intention and your ability to make a difference. It's also not a measure of your value in the world and the light that you have. It's just an outcome. It's just something that happened. Since that moment, I have been thinking so much about my life and an idea that has really restructured some things for me mentally is the idea that my life is a series of experiments. That sometimes we feel this great pressure and it can it can get pretty heavy particularly if we're in a world where everything we do affects someone else when you get to the point where you're in you're doing work where if you don't do this correctly it can directly impact someone else and their life in a really negative way and that can start to feel really weighty because it's like man I made this mistake and so it it literally physically caused someone else pain because of the mistake I made. Whatever it is that you're doing to try to help people, your heart is good to help them, but sometimes it doesn't work and it leads to to a failure. And because that is where our hearts are, it makes the mistakes feel even more weighty. In that circumstance, I didn't much care about the dancing lights. It was the experience I wanted for my family to have. And so you and your world probably have a community or a family or a you know, work environment or something that you're part of that really matters to you. And when you mess it up, it feels so weighty because of how you can just see it directly affecting other people. But I think for me, the only way I, the way I'm learning to process that, that is feeling much more healthy and much more open for me is the idea that my life is a series of experiments. The way this works in the scientific world is you do research and investigate an idea, and then you translate that into a a guess, kind of, a very educated guess about what you think a truth is of an outcome. And then you create an experiment to see, sometimes it's multiple experiments, different types of experiments to test and see if what you envision and imagine is the reality and that's what the outcome will be. And sometimes you do an experiment and at the end of it you find that that didn't work at all. It actually didn't turn out the way you planned or the way you thought it would. 
Now, in the process of it, what a scientist would say is that's not wasted time because you learned something from that. You learned that even though the research seemed to be pointing in a certain direction, that an experiment of that pointed you in a different direction. Now you're smarter, and so you can move in a new direction. Now you have more information, more research, and you move somewhere else. Now, I may have botched that explanation a little bit because I'm not a scientist by trade, and so a scientist may be listening to this saying, that's not right what you just said. But when you look at your life that way, and you go out into the world and you say, I'm going to do something. I'm not just going to sit here on the couch. I'm going to do something. I'm going to bring this kind of entrepreneurial, I'm going to make a difference in the world kind of spirit to the world. You go out there and you take the best information and ideas that you have. You take an open heart and a willing spirit and you go out based on the information and knowledge you have and you go and do something to help other people. And the reality is it's an experiment. We can try to say, we believe strongly that this will work, and we know it will work, and it's confident that it will work, and we think we know what we're doing. But the truth is that everything you do is an experiment. It's just an experiment based on the best information you have, and that's true in every part of our lives. There are times when we'll spend years, you've probably done it, years working on something, and it turns out once you kind of live your life, the experiment of your life, it turns out at the end of five years, you're like, you know what? That wasn't true. <laughs> that wasn't effective. That wasn't producing the results I thought it was going to produce. So I have to step back a little bit and reevaluate with this new information. That's life. Life is a experiment. It is a heroic experiment to go out and to say, I'm going to try and I'm going to give my best to this. And the outcomes you know, it may not be what I wanted it to be. It may not create what I wanted it to, and it may end up being a mistake. It may be that even in the process of executing it, I make a mistake. But that's the nature of experiments, and that's the nature of life, is that you do your best and you bring all the passion you can muster and all the best insight you can bring. But when it, when and if it doesn't work, because there will be times when it won't work and it won't turn out the way you want it to. That is not, again, an expression of who you are. It's just an expression of an idea that didn't work. And now you take the ideas and you go and do something better with them. And I hope that that as you process that and think about that, that won't destroy who you are, but it will actually release you. It will give you freedom. It'll give you freedom from the weight and the pressure of feeling like everything you do has to be this knockout, incredible, grand slam, out-of-the-park success because some of the things you do won't be. No matter how good your heart is, no matter how hard you work, some things you work on will not succeed. And again, that's not about who you are. It's just about that particular project and whether it worked or didn't. And it's so hard for us to separate those two things, I have started to realize that now that I'm shifting, I'm able on some level to shift my perspective and see the world a little differently and see it as an ex- exper- a series of experiments, I'm feeling more freedom to follow paths that I was a little bit afraid of because I, I'm able to say to myself, yeah, this may not work out. It may not do what I want it to do, but that's okay I, I, I want to go try it. I want to go see if it will help, see if it will make a difference, see if it will make a positive impact. And maybe it will and maybe it won't, but that's okay. It's an experiment. It's an experiment uh, for me, for my life. And it doesn't mean that, 
you know, every person in my life is like a test subject. I don't see it that way, but I just see it from the perspective that I can release a bit of that pressure and feel the freedom. Many of us are drawn to helping others because we feel like we're in a place where we feel like we feel like we can give back. We feel like we can we can help someone else in whatever way. And that's a very freeing, open, expansive feeling. And it's one that's very empowering and that makes us feel very strong and very full of life and energy when we feel like we have something to give back and we we feel the desire and to do that. It's very freeing. But those mistakes and those things that don't turn out as well as we'd like, those bad outcomes, they can make it all feel weighty and not free at all. And instead, it just feels heavy. And there's no lightness. There's no joy to it until we're willing to step back and say, you know what? Not only am I free to go help and to make a difference and to make an impact in the world, but I'm also free to have that not work out as well as I wanted it to. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm free from that too. And I think for me, that mentality, when I can bring it, when I can become aware, there are times now when something that I'm trying or that I want to do starts to feel weighty, like I start to get tight inside, like I start to feel like starting low, like my energy about this project is just draining from me. And I'm discovering, I've discovered over the past few months that that is happening when I'm starting to feel the pressure and the I'm starting to feel like, well, if this doesn't succeed, then not only am I in trouble, but everybody's in trouble. And what about all the people that have faith in me and belief in me and are counting on me for this to work? And, you know, instead I'm able to kind of release some of that and just launch into whatever the next impactful, heroic experiment is. And the more I can see life that way, the more I enjoy it, the more I find myself living in like a spring of, of ability to give to others and to help other people and to make a difference in the world. So that's some thoughts for today. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that that made a a positive difference for you. And I am grateful that you chose to join me for a few minutes and I hope whatever adventure you're out on today, whatever experiment is part of today, I hope it's a one that uh, you bring a heroic spirit to and that it makes a positive impact for everyone that that you meet and come in contact with. If this podcast helped you and you think it would help someone else, I hope you'll share it and you can like and comment and rate it wherever you found it. And um, I look forward to talking again soon. Big hugs and love to you, whatever you're doing today.